No, I, I, hit, I, just, I just hit it. When you, when Joe, when you say go out, what do you, what does that mean? Well, like I've been pretty much in the crib and shit. And I'm in like South Jersey, most of my people's up north and shit, North Jersey. So just like um, going out to like just uh, had drinks outside, like oh, okay. and like oh, so eat outside and like places no, like that. I, I did it for the first time on Saturday, yo, and and I just realized it was my first time. You know what I mean? I I, I did. I went to um eat. It was kind of like outside. I just messed in. So I, it was upstairs though. You had, you know what I mean? You had to go upstairs for the shit, but it was like. It was still like outside, and it was weird the amount of people who don't wear masks. Yeah, that was weird to me. I think the restaurant growing crowd does not go, does not wear, like all the employees wear masks, mm-hmm. but like the people in the restaurant, like I wore a mask until I got to the table, and then when I wanted to go to the bathroom, I wore a mask to go to the bathroom. You know what I mean? Like I do that. Yeah, these motherfuckers are coming in here, black motherfuckers too. Like there's no mask. <laughs> With their kids, I seen one these African couple with um with their kids, and it's like none of y'all don't wear a mask. Like, come on. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, motherfuckers is like whatever. Yeah, yeah. you can't live yeah, off of whatever. <laughs> so yeah, they came out. They just <laughs> so yesterday they just they just um the first dude um who got COVID twice in Hong Kong. You know what I mean? He had COVID, mm. got it the second time. So it's for real. You know what I'm saying? Niggas don't want to play, y'all. Yeah. I remember we was at the last basketball game. It was me. It was me and Alex's cousin. You know what I mean? Well, our cousin. Mm-hmm. And and me. <laughs> and I remember Alex hit me up and it was mad ominous. I was scared after you hit me up, but I just wanted to act like I wasn't. This nigga Alex was like, do you really think you should be out? <laughs> nigga, I was saying that. And it, I, when you say you was going to that, even, I was saying that shit in a little group. Like, oh, Yo. this was to the, this, you went to the Hawks game, right? You was the Hawks, the Hawks game. Yeah, game. Yeah, but when Alex hit me, no, but you know, like when Alex hit me, he hit me like, you know, you know how Alex be talking sometimes. Like, it was even a text, but it was like, you know, be some dad shit. And I got scared. I was like, oh, shit. You know what I mean? But it was mm-hmm. all good. Like, I was like, all right. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, all right. And I was just paying attention. And I was a little bit more nervous. I didn't want to move around and all like that. Yeah. But then when when all those messages started coming through saying the games got shut down and my game was the only one left, like, mm-hmm. that's when I was like, holy shit. And once you leave, like, once we were leaving, like, you could tell the difference in the city. I, I don't It's hard to explain. Like, you could just tell every everything was moving different. Even moving around people, like, it was different. Coming out of there, usually up under people coming out of the game, it wasn't like that. And then when you when we was when I was driving, like it just wasn't like like everything was different, y'all. Mm. It just felt mad ominous. Yeah. But yo, we made a uh, not so long ago we made a, a pod called Keep Your Throat Moist. Pause. Make sure you're out there, pause. Make sure you're out there keeping your throat moist. Make sure you're out there being healthy. Wear your gloves if you that makes you feel safe. Mm. Definitely one hundred percent wear a uh wear a mask. You know, that's been right. My number one thing, even if you know, I walk around with the the, the um nice smelling joint from Bath and Body Works, mm-hmm. uh, hand sanitizer. So you know, because some of that's like whoever come up with the hand sanitizer is gonna be right and moisturize your skin, and they're gonna make a they're gonna make a, a billion trillion dollars off of that product. Mix it with which hazel? You can make it make it yourself. You mix it with which hazel? Like oh, instead of out, I need to take it to the market. Then you need yeah. to take it to the market. Well, my daughter used to make it, but it was before COVID, and I told her she needed to get back making it, but she yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Word. Um, but 
As always, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whenever you may be listening to this podcast. We are the Better Than You part coming to you another week. <laughs> Thankfully, healthy, mm-hmm. excuse me, wealthy. Prayers for those up who may be struggling with any type of COVID or any type of sickness that's going on because shit is crazy out here right now. Keep your throat moist, mask up, glove up. You know what I'm saying? Take care of not only yourself, but the people around you as well. Um, Let's go around the room real quick. I was about to jump into it, but let me just go around the room real quick. Uh, B, what's good? Man, I got nothing to complain about, man. I'm here, you know. Word. Joe? Oh, man, it's all good over here, man. I got, looking like I got about like three, four more weeks in Jersey till I make my move back down to Alabama and shit. Uh, uh, yeah, congratulations, yeah. yo. If we yeah, had applause, we didn't, if we had applause, we insert it right here. Oh, word. <laughs> yeah, man. Like like I said, I had threw out uh I just threw out my resume. Uh well updated my shit, like just added like a couple lines to the shit, applied to like two little jobs on indeed, not even like no long application, just click here, send oh, me a yeah. resume. Those and then is. then like a real company hit me up, real job, <laughs> real like yeah. Real phone interview. They told me I was gonna have a second one. A couple of days later, they said, "Fuck the second one. They like you. Here's the offer. Offer was pretty, pretty. The offer was pretty solid for the market. Um, I had some more years experience than they were really asking for. So, you know, send them back. And it's funny, like, you know, I've been doing this long enough where it's like, okay, I can negotiate shit because I ain't like right. new to this shit, you know. But yeah. it's still like a, I'm still a little antsy, you know what I'm saying? Like no, I, 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 just I, a little bit, you know what I'm saying? But um, a couple of days later, they came back, they up the salary, and they threw in some relocation money that's going to make that's, it. That like, was going to be my question. Negotiate relocation. King knows his worth. I yeah. did, you know, cause they ain't offer that shit. And I'm like, you know, I'm in Jersey, right? How about yeah. I said, I said, bump the salary, cause you know the experience. You know what I'm saying? Make me feel good, and you know, make it easy for me to relocate. You know what I'm saying? And, wow. And they uh, they did that no problem. Um, it was exactly like really what I wanted and shit. Um, and nah, like uh, I'm from Jersey and shit like that. But it's like most of my family here like passed away, and the other ones it's like just scattered, and ain't really close. And it's like yeah. I really got my peoples down down right. there. So right. it's like shit, nigga. I drove twice this summer down here for a couple birthdays and shit yeah, just to see motherfuckers. So yeah, I feel good about that. So I'm just like boxing up shit already <laughs> and uh i'm just in good spirits man that's good good that's what's up and i'm good i can't top that story man congratulations man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um yesterday i think it jumped off yesterday right rnc i didn't yes, watch sir. it that's why i just wanna i just saw a couple of clips of uh <laughs> well i'll let y'all talk about it but yesterday was uh, the Republican National Convention. Uh, they jumped theirs off after a week after the Democratic National Convention. I know you guys were watching it, so I'll, go, I'll actually go to Joe first. Like, I don't know. What were your thoughts on it? Well, did anybody else watch the first night? I think, I'm sure B did. Um, Maybe you was probably in and out. So, nah, I, mean, I, I told Joe why I yeah. wasn't watching it. You know what I mean? Um, but no, nah, Joe might as well go first. And I, I saw enough clips that I know what happened. Uh, yeah, I just I just break down my whole little viewing experience. Um, <clears throat> uh, for some reason, I was like, let me watch this instead of watching some of the NBA games and shit, just to see what they were doing. And uh, I gotta say, it started out. It, it to me, it felt almost like some Saturday Night Live 
uh, shit to me because the, the speakers they had was so like that when they started it was like so like janky it was like nobody that really like moved me and shit they seemed like some odd motherfuckers and it was like this weird like just trump praise and shit like they had some like fucking uh guy founder uh this guy charlie kirk he was a founder of the turning point usa some college republican group shit away like 26 years old this weirdo who calling trump the defender of fucking i don't know the freddie united states of america some shit and he just had a couple like just real like just country folks random folks and shit like that and um but some of the people that stood out to me was like when they had a uh, Herschel Walker, we know the uh, pro football mm-hmm. great. He was out there and I don't know, just something about this country ass nigga like praising Trump so much. But I know he was on Trump's uh, USFL team and shit and whatever. And he's like, I know him. He's not racist. We, me and him and our kids went to Disney World together. He's not racist. He's my friend. And he's going to help the country do yada yada bullshit. Then they had those weirdos, the fucking... McCloskey's from uh, yeah Missouri, the the, the fucking mm-hmm. couple that pulled out the guns on the uh, protesters that went away. I think the mayor, the governor's like house or some shit like that, and like niggas that's like being indicted or charged with shit. You know what I'm saying for like fucking brandishing weapons at people. They had them weirdos up there, but I gotta say they had a couple of people that kind of hit their mark. Um, fucking, I think uh. It was weird to me, but the Democratic, uh, what is it? I think he's a rep from uh, somewhere in Georgia. His name Van is. Van like, Jones. Van Jones. Oh, yeah. Um, was it Vernon Jones? Yeah. So, Vernon, so, Jones, so, yeah. so Vernon Jones got up there and he talked about uh, that having uh, how black folks, you know, we always go Democrat and shit blindly, but we had to be free thinkers and shit. We should do this, that, whatever. And he made his points for, I guess, whoever would like really go with that shit. I hear a lot of black folks talking that uh, Biden is trash and this, that, whatever shit. And maybe we should give Trump some time because he's like, you know, fucking he just goes for it and shit. He doesn't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, that might have hit some people like that. Uh, I'm going to just hit like a couple, just like a couple other folks and shit. They had like this army vet who went up there who said his family was lifelong Democrats and shit. He did good. Um, guy named uh, Sean Parnell and shit. He's a. Uh, I ain't going to lie. Um, Joe, yeah. Breaking down step by step through this shit. Oh, I was just about to hit two more things. But yeah, it was, yeah, it, was, okay. it, was it was really S&R shit. Then they had Nikki Haley up there shit, former governor of South Carolina. She said her shit. Fucking family Indian. It was it was weird, you know what I'm saying? Like immigrant really like caping for this nigga. Then this nigga's son, Donald Trump, you know they did his shit, yada yada bullshit. Then they finished with Tim Scott, who is like South Carolina. Yes, yeah, South Carolina black senator, senator, black senator. And I mean he went up there to talk about opportunities and shit like that. And he was actually talking pretty pretty good, but then <clears throat> started into the fucking Trump saving black colleges shit and then all this other bullshit and I don't know. It, it was just most of the motherfuckers was really trash. I'll say that. <laughs> so most of them um, really trash, and that's pretty much how I felt. They had a so, couple of bright, bright points, but it was like, nah. So this is the thing, man, and and I, like I said, I didn't watch it. Joe watched it. Um, it's probably really great that Joe watched it. I told Joe immediately once that brother got killed, like I really wasn't in the mood. To yeah, because like they don't, you know, what I'm saying they they weren't going to be out there telling the truth, and that's that's the problem. Like if you watch Fox News or read Breitbart or, or listen to Rush Limbaugh, 
like nothing that was said was is new to you. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. So it was th- that's what it was. It was just taking that niche to the national stage. I mean, there are people in, in the America that actually like believe that shit because that's all they ever hear. Exactly. I mean, people like Nikki Haley, they shock me because she is the next up in the Republican Party. Like she's the, the she is their diversity. You know what I mean? And the to the platform of the Republican Party is right now is there's nothing that you could say that they actually believe in except for protect Trump. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's just wild to see a Nikki Haley sign on for that. You know, like it's like it it's it's just a really weird time in politics in general. And the Republican Party, like I can't say it's dead. I just think I just think it's in a weird um, space, and I, I want to see what it's going to be like next. You know what I mean? Like after this guy, because a lot of these people have have sacrificed their careers on the altar of Trump. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't mean anything. Like there's nothing he said. Like there's nothing you can say. Like this is the thing he promotes. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not. There's no Republican platform. As a matter of fact, the Republicans decided to not have a platform mm-hmm. for this uh, for this convention, which is really fucking weird as well. You know what I mean? Like, and I I really don't have a lot to say on that shit because Joe, you know what I mean? He really obviously broke that shit down. He saw it, and I have to agree with my man Joe here. Like, if he says it was it was SNL for what I saw, I'm like SNL. You know what I mean? Like, this shit is a joke. But it, the scary part about it is that there is. A segment of America. That's all they ever hear. Yeah, yeah. It, it's funny. I chose to watch it on MSNBC because I knew they was gonna like talk about it, and they broke out in certain points and like pointed out the lies and the bullshit. But when I was watching it, it was like they had the real folksy people. Then they had folks that had like a little more like education and shit. They even tried it out this uh old Cuban uh businessman in fucking Miami who talked about who pretty much was like. Who I'm pretty sure hit the mark for some folks call, comparing fucking uh, Biden to Castro and shit like that. It was really a bunch of like Trump praise and like scare tactics saying that if you let fucking Biden become president, it's going to be fucking he's going to be mm-hmm. Fidel Castro or, mm-hmm. or and it's going to be gonna, the end of it's going to yeah. be the end of the middle class as well. That's what mm-hmm. those two people that you were discussing um, uh, who, who pulled out guns on the Black Lives Matter people. Yeah. I mean, it's just savagery. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I feel like it, it was really ignorant and it was really going to just get me mad. You know what I mean? Like, that's why. I <laughs> and, like, and like Brian said, it's, it's, it's like, this is like the message that a lot of motherfuckers that might just watch fucking Fox News and just watch that type of shit, they get that all the time. So, so when I was watching it, the kind of scary thing to me was that fucking, I'm like, this shit really means something to a lot of motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? I was trying to think, put myself in the place of the people that like, each speaker was probably trying to speak to. I'm like, yo, this will probably hit the mark with some of them dumb motherfuckers. Or it'll hit the mark with some of these motherfuckers that, you know, really think that socialism is coming and the economy is going to kill us and shit like that. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I yeah. mean, they got like three more days of that. I gave it one night. You know what I'm saying? I was that. That's all I was gonna give it. Um, if I'm bored, I might fucking tune in like a few days later to see maybe Trump or fucking uh, Pence speak or some shit like that. I don't even know if I will. But yeah, you know, fuck that shit. Um, 
Yeah, motherfuckers so, and Gondo platform and shit like that. And shout out to the, the Lincoln Project motherfuckers and shit that <laughs> the former Republicans and current Republicans is like, yo, this nigga's such trash that we gonna talk our own shit. So, like, yeah, man. Yeah. I, I, so, we, what's up? Yeah, no, I was just gonna close it out because I know we probably moving on from that. But again, like you said, it's gonna be a few more uh, nights at the Republican National Convention and the rah-rah that's gonna go on with that. Just make sure you Register to vote, know where you vote, if we're going to vote. I mean, that's probably a whole nother discussion we'll have in a few months anyway, how that's going to go down. But make sure you know where you're supposed to vote. No, no, no. When I'm, oh, what my. I mean is, like, are we going to mail? Is it going to be a mail-in? Like, what's happening with the whole thing? I don't know. You know, that's probably going to be another discussion for another uh, another day. Yeah. Um, wanted to move on to, unfortunately, another uh, shooting of an African-American, a black man. Uh, by police, um, Jacob Blake, we want to make sure we say his name, Jacob Blake, on Sunday was uh, shot as he was in the middle of de-escalating. I do want to emphasize he was in the middle of de-escalating a situation at his home, and he had his car parked outside, and he was going to check on his, I believe, three children that were in the car when he was yanked back uh, by a police officer. He was unarmed. However, if you read the report, reports that are coming out, it says that he they said, hey, drop the knife or he was in possession of a knife, which he wasn't. And they proceeded to shoot him seven times in front of his children. Uh, currently, he is still alive. And as of now, I saw some reports that were recently coming out saying that it'll be a miracle if he walks again. But currently, right now, he is still alive, um, dealing with the uh, trauma from the injury. Uh, I do want to. I do just want to say, just real quick before we dive into like the the BS and all the other the BS of him actually being shot and then things that were surrounding about him. Um, just I just want to give some background to Jacob Blake because they like to always put out everything that's negative or try and twist the story and the media and stuff like that. But we have the facts. You know, Jacob Blake was a 29 year old kid. He's from Evanston, Illinois. Um, his father, Jacob Black Senior led the fight for fair housing in Evanston, also was a um, pastor at Ebenezer AME Church uh, congregation. I'm, I know B, you probably definitely, well, most of us are familiar with that because we know what that what that church means to us. Okay. Um, he's a father, right, exactly. He's a, a father of, uh, I believe, seven, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, his family described him as a mild man and child, mild, excuse me, mild man and man that loved his family. And, you know, Sunday, his life and Maybe the lives of his seven children have been at least those three that were definitely in the car, but the seven in total, because he is a black father, may have be, may have been altered. And then leading up and following the shooting, and as the video went viral, there has been a lot of you know protests and things going on in Evanston as well as uh, K- Kenosha. I want to make sure I'm saying that correct, right? Kenosha, hey, Kenosha Wisconsin. Yeah, okay, yeah. Kenosha. Wisconsin. Um, I go to. I go to. Uh, actually, I go to Ant first on this. Just give me your thoughts and where you are with it. Well, but you know what, yo? Let me say something first. I just want to say my little piece before Ant go. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just uh, I, t- I took a little time before I actually watched it. Uh, my boy, um, one of my boys and shit. He listened to the podcast. Shout out to you, Ed. He uh finally just sent me the videos, like watch this shit. And I watched it and it was just ill. I'm watching this man like just walk away from the police, you know, going towards his car. 
And then, like, when you about to get in it, they just pop, like, fucking seven, eight shots and shit, like, at point-blank range. While he has his three, like, three-year-old, five-year-old, and eight-year-old in the backseat of the car. And I'm like, yo, why you couldn't just, like, choke this man out? You know what I'm saying? Hem him up or something like that. Why you, like, this nigga was, I mean, this brother was causing, like, no threat. You know what I'm saying? And um, I, I really don't have too much to say. I just want to say, like, you know, God bless. I'm happy the man's alive. They say he may not walk again. Um, Hopefully he can, but... Um, I I just pass it to you. Uh, I just pass it to you, Aunt. Uh, how you feel on it? It's difficult, and it becomes more and more difficult. You keep seeing these events, and we were hoping, and we still hope and pray and fight for a difference, a change, an equality. We think, you know. After seeing George Floyd beg for his life and die in front of the nation, at this point, still nowhere closer to arresting the killers of Breonna Taylor, we run into another incident like this. And it's weird because I watched it, I watched it at least four or five times. And the reason I did it, because I was just trying to make rational sense of it. I was trying to see if I can get it to click in my mind that how these actions, how these things, and it's really unhealthy the way, the fact that it's almost become normalized. We used to hear about uh, black men dying or, or by the hands of the police or something else like that. Now, I mean, this is a sidebar. This has nothing necessarily to do with, with law enforcement. But over the weekend, uh, HBO showed a special about Yusuf Hawkins. Different scenario, different thing. Like, so you didn't see the murder, but it's one of those seminal moments in our history. Like, this young black man dies and by the hands of a mob, so on and so forth. But before, the visual evidence wasn't there. And that's what we thought. We thought that with Rodney King. There's, there's, these guys have to go to prison. They're sitting there beating the living shit out of this guy. He, they have to go to prison. Nothing yet. We see it with George Floyd. I mean, we're going to see how that's going to work out. But there, there's still the small doubt in the back of your mind thinking this is going to be it. This is going to be the one. We can't have any more evidence that shows that law enforcement has gone too far. You're attacking and killing innocent black people without any retribution this gentleman didn't die and, and thank god he didn't but for an incident like this and like i said we don't know all the details we can only go off what we see what i saw was over aggression there was no need to fire seven shots to a man who's there going to his car with his three young children in the back so you scarred four people. Those boys are never going to forget that. And like I said, this man survived, but now he'll spend the rest of his life in a wheelchair. Just because law enforcement just decides to be overzealous. We're over-policed, they're overly aggressive, and then they attack us. They want to diminish us, kill us, literally treat us like animals. The difficult part about dealing with this is that after everything that went on with, with all the marching, the protests, the the riots, I guess you can call that. And I wouldn't even call it that. That's just an, an outward expression of the rage that people feel to constantly see people of color getting murdered, 
on their news, on their television, all the time. So then what do you do? What, what do we do? Do we hope these guys go to prison? Yeah, we do. But the problem is we keep running into the same thing. It keeps happening. If it was an isolated incident, I, I wouldn't necessarily say I would agree with it. I wouldn't necessarily say I understand it. But it's just more the fact that we've tried every response. Like I said, we've tried we've tried protesting. Like there was some idea that like NBA players are pissed off and maybe they don't play. It's it's a great gesture, but things just need to change. It's like I don't want to come to the point, me personally, of watching black people die and become desensitized to it. But I'm not far from it because I keep seeing it and it continues to happen. And then nothing comes of it. But then if something happens, if we decide to turn aggressive against law enforcement, it only makes it worse for us. And then they look at us as animals, thugs, criminals, these violent animals that are out here tearing up our streets. When it's not that, it's a point of anger and frustration that we just literally sick of this shit. We don't want an, an uncontrolled nation. We we honor and respect officers that actually do their job. But when you have an incident like this, when it just seems so unnecessary, like I said. I can see if it was just one officer. It was multiple officers there. You saw him going for the car. Just take him down. It's very simple. I, I don't understand. And that frustration just builds up every single day because you just get tired of seeing this over and over again with no response, with no answer, with us pleading and begging and doing everything we can. To stop these things from happening. But what do you do? What do we do? What I mean, I'm asking y'all, like, what is the rational thing from this point forward do you think that we should do? Out, outside of arming ourselves, obviously, but what is the change you think that we can actually make to kind of quell this kind of relentless violence against us? I mean, I, mean, I don't really know what people can do more than, like, uh, what folks are doing now. It's just... Uh... You know, I guess try to do as much as like real like police reform that can happen, and in like cases like this, you know, uh, I need to see like you know attempted murder charges, probably a half a dozen other like lesser charges, and have these motherfuckers or at least the person that the, the cop that did the shooting like go to jail for a, a really long time. And I want to see uh, this brother um, fucking get a, get a shitload of money from the fucking city or the fucking state whoever you know what i'm saying that's like the only justice you can get for this but you know with incidents like this um you know all you can do is just hope for like good police reform and a motherfucker that do some shit like that like just out in the open just just shoot this motherfucker this just shoot this brother like man i don't even want to talk about this shit that much more you mm -hmm. know what I'm i just want to yeah, say yeah. that i just I'll hope that I'll go ahead I'm gonna say this, man. Oh, okay. This, all this bad apple argument that we always have, yo. Like, mm -hmm. and I said this on Facebook, man. I, like, it, if there's a bad apple in the bunch, yo, I don't want that bunch. For me, it's yeah. fuck twelve. You know what I mean? Like, all this police shit, all these police officers and shit. Like, obviously the system not working. You know what I mean? I know these white people, they believe in that system, 
and they love this system, but the system is not working. So something needs to happen. That's where I'm at. Right, and you gotta get people. And I, one of the things that I said, and I know, and you were asking, you were uh, asking a solution, based, solution based question. But one of the things that, um, and I always go back to it because I thought it was the point that B made a while ago. He's made it uh, actually when this initially happened, not with, well, not with uh, Jacob uh, Black, but with um, going back to George Floyd. Is like the young people are telling us what type of America they want to live in. And when you have motherfuckers like Lindsey Graham asking the question, well, why didn't Blake, excuse me, why didn't Blake yield as opposed to why did an unarmed man get shot in front of his children? You got to get some of these old motherfuckers out of the way. And let these young people who are aggressive and have different ideas and have different ideologies in to the frame to actually affect change. Because I think that's and I had that had that I had that conversation with my mom and I was like, mom, and I hope you don't get offended. Sometimes these old motherfuckers got to get out of the way. You're in the Mm -hmm. way. Yeah, 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 Alex, I feel way. like I know what you was talking about when you said that shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like you, y'all got it. Oh, yo, you stupid. I know. Yeah, that is what I was talking about. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I was like, I was like, yo, y'all gotta gala in the way. What's the Mitch McConnell? Like, I was, I was even again, just and I don't want to veer off into this too crazy. Mitch McConnell's a man that's I don't know, seventy something years old. No, seventy something. Oh yeah, seventy something years ago, he's from the Jim Crow era. You have a motherfucker from the Jim Crow era as the as what whatever he is of the Republican Party. The head of the, the Senate. The, the head of the Senate. This is yeah. a motherfucker from the Jim Crow era. He grew up mm. with different from Kentucky. He do grew up with different values and morals than all of us today. But he's not only he's not only a lawmaker. He's the head of it. So put put that in perspective. These old motherfuckers need to get out of the way. And let the AOCs and whoever else is coming behind, let them in, push them forward. And then you'll see, I can't guarantee it, but I guarantee you'll see some of the change because they're telling us what type of America they want to live in. And it's not the one that these old motherfuckers are talking about. And I just, and I just leave it at that and we can move on. Um, I I lost my place. Oh, uh, (laughs) 19, 19 years ago, uh, Aaliyah Dana Horton, uh, better known to us as just simply Aaliyah uh, passed away in a in an airplane actually airplane crash in uh, the Bahamas and I know it's just, it was it's real poignant to mention as we're coming up on something that she was kind of one of those three at that point in time and we'll get into that in a moment but you know just to re- just take a moment to reflect on Aaliyah I always had talk about her in terms of her music but you never want to see anyone lose their life but how her legacy is. Uh, from then till now, where you get the Chris Browns and the Drakes, I don't know who wants to really speak to that. Well, I, I'll, I'll, say, say, I'll oh, say a little piece, because I'll, I'll say a short piece, because <clears throat> I probably got better shit to say than me. But yeah, you know, Aaliyah passing away um, is crazy. I didn't really appreciate Aaliyah that much, except for like a couple little hot songs and shit uh, at the time. But then uh, when I look back and like reflect, she really did like have a moment and she I think she was probably on her way to being a pretty like you know yeah. decent like movie star and just like a big time entertainer uh yeah. she when she, like the time that she was in we're gonna get to Brandy and Monica was a little past the like super explosion of like Brandy and Monica having like multi-platinum albums and shit and they're like big like explosion shit like that and she was like before beyond Destiny's Child was still together so it was like she was kind of like the it girl you know what i'm saying and there's no 
telling how far she could have took it, you know, with the looks, but, the talent, and shit like that. I'd go to you, Brian. All right, but bigger than that. It, mm-hmm. She changed the culture at the time. And I think a lot of times, like, I hear you guys when when you say, like, I wasn't, wasn't um, feeling her. You guys, you know, weren't big fans of her music, and that's okay. I, I, I'm, I'm a self-admitted. I was a huge I played her first album till, you know what I mean, till I couldn't anymore. Then I played it some more. I had a crush on the lead. I loved her music. But mm-hmm. bigger than that was, she affected the culture and the style of women at that time. And that's why they love her the most. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was, she was, I know it sounds crazy to y'all, but she was like the woman Tupac. You know what I mean? Like she, they looked like her, they dressed like her. You know what I mean? They wanted to, you know, they wanted to be Aaliyah at that point in time. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, she was, she was really on top. And she had a sound that really wasn't being mimicked. I mean, right. you can't really Timberland. name anybody yeah. else who sounded like nope. her. Not just with the beats, but with her actual voice. Like, so all of it was together. Like, yeah, the Timberland and over an R&B was, was one thing. You know what I mean? And so she owned that when she got away from the boy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, um, but also true, like, her voice, her literal voice, that soprano that she put on things. You know what I mean? Like, it was different. You know, uh, Aaliyah on the hook was kind of cool. You know, I remember when Junior Mafia did it. And he's like, oh, shit, Aaliyah on the hook. You know what I mean? Like, like she would do shit like that. I, I think Nas did a, a, a song with her. Like, you know what I mean? It was a thing. She wasn't quite Mary J. Blige. You have to do a song with her in hip-hop. But it was a big thing if you did a song with her in hip-hop. You know what I mean? Like, Aaliyah was a thing. And it was, it was more about culture than maybe the music. And so I get it. You know what I mean? But also, it was, it was huge for girls you know what i mean at that time and so that, i think that gets missed on in this pod sometimes when we're talking about a you know what i mean it it wasn't it probably didn't appeal to y'all as much well the thing the thing was like um it's like i i, I remember like grooving to a bunch of songs and after she passed away i doubled back into the catalog and was like oh shit i really didn't like this that whatever and we talk about the voice she really had uh she really did. She really did have like a unique voice, and I think kind of like really like underrated for what it was. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. At yeah. your best, play it right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, at your best. I was about to say like, cause I, I fuck with the Isley Brothers, cause my mom, she was like, she was old and shit, so she played a lot of Isley Brothers. <laughs> but but hearing her version of At Your Best, it's. it's she didn't disrespect. That's that's one of my favorite songs from the Isley Brothers, and like she didn't. She she did it justice. And Ooh. one in a million, everybody wanted to get that sound. When she dropped one in a million, like nigga, the industry show was like, oh shit, how we get this? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They do everything, nigga. It was just different. You know what I mean? Like it was just different. She changed culture. So like, yeah, I yeah, I get it. You know, if you weren't a big fan of her music or whatever, but you you have to recognize the, the shift in culture that she just gave to us regularly. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Wasn't even one of her like top forties. She had a gang of top forties, and another thing that really hit like kind of hard. Like I think maybe about the year or so before she passed, that "Try Again" song she had. Uh, fuck, that was a uh, on that Romeo Must Die soundtrack. That went number one. I think that might have been her only number one. But she had like mm. she she got about a dozen top forty songs. Like she. Uh, yeah, because it was a time in that time period, like. Niggas wasn't checking for that hip hop R and B. You know what I mean? Like she was like Puff did her. Did, that, Puff was so underrated with what he did with Mary. You know what I mean? Like I, I'll say it like that. You know, and she didn't have that 
So she came in a different way. And yeah, it was going to be harder for her to get like a number one. You got to imagine if like someone like Puff or like would have would have had like been like yeah. even more out of there. But yeah, you know, yeah. God, you know, God bless, you know. Yeah. Let me just yeah, let yeah. me just let me ask you a question. Let me um because I know B was really talking about too like if you just if you just move the music to the side regardless if you like it or not in terms of her style and the way her look mm-hmm. is. And I guess maybe I missed that because I saw TLC and I experienced TLC, which was that they they mm-hmm. had a hip hop feel to them. They look there's so when I look at Aaliyah, I don't see anything different from her than Left Eye in terms of her style. Like I look at I that. Know. Oh, you're just carrying that on. That way, the way I you do. wear your pants, the way you wear your pants, the way you do everything with your hair, the swoop, every like left eye had all of that. So I'm so for me, like I'm looking like I look at that the same way I look at TLC and like, oh, I get it. I see where you go and I see where this style and things come from. But it's to each his own. Yeah, my joint from Aaliyah, my favorite joint is um unfortunately the one where she met her demise was Rock the Boat. I think mm-hmm. I believe that was the video they were shooting. That's like that's like my favorite Aaliyah song that I always rock out to whenever it's like yo what you playing for malia that's that's my joint but you know i think they unfortunately they did a disservice in her movie i didn't watch it, oh god I it heard, was terrible it was terrible mm. so, <laughs> yeah i mean I, like i, I said heard. i didn't see it so i heard i never saw it yeah i hope that but, maybe you know i don't know if they'll ever give her like a, a another one but yeah that one was terrible like the casting was terrible um I mean, the only thing good about it was, I guess it gave us, like, some insight to, like, different shit in her life, whatever, but, yeah, that wasn't good, you know what I'm saying, but something cool, I mean, I've seen that they're gonna try, I think, uh, I've seen it, like, around that they're gonna put all of Aaliyah's music, or most of it on, like, streaming platforms, I guess I didn't know that a lot of it isn't there, but they, they, but that was, like, a thing I've seen, like. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. I didn't know it wasn't there, because I haven't, so I never Yeah, I didn't know yeah, I, I have an entire catalog. Yeah. yeah. So let me just. Uh, but yes, yeah, salute to all. Oh, okay. Is a step closer to streaming. I see this like just different things, or whatever. So I, so I guess a fair amount of it isn't there. Okay. Because it's like multiple articles about that, and I think they, they come out pretty much like today, being like a you know 19 year anniversary of a passing. But. Oh yeah, you're right. I just randomly just quickly looked. Um, like what's on here? And the only thing that's on here is her first album, done by Dude. Interesting. Yeah, so that should be coming soon. They said so. You know, God bless folks to be able to praise it, and you know, that's what it is. She would have been forty, I think, forty-one. Mm-hmm. Right now, Leah at forty-one. That's crazy to me. Fine as hell, still. <laughs> Probably a fashion icon. Yeah, she definitely would have been a fashion icon. Yeah, so you know, God bless you. Know what I'm saying. Where yeah, she hyped yeah. Tommy. Tommy Hilfiger made so much money off. Oh, of where I, I pitched it immediately. Just <laughs> you know, fan. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, um, but that brings us to Brandy and Monica. Something that we'll be able to celebrate. Ah, shit. August thirty Monday up this upcoming Monday, August thirty first, uh, eight p.m. Eastern Standard, five p.m. Uh, West Coast. We get Brandy versus Monica. Mm-hmm. And, this is. And, one of them, like this was one of them. We wanted the versus series. This was like, yo, we need that Brandy and Monica one. 
I think early on, Brandy was like she with it because I think Brandy probably still, you know, Brandy. I think he recently released a project like yeah, she did last yeah, week or two, did. something like that. Two weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. And it was like Monica and a lot of folks say, "Oh, Monica ain't really with that shit," but you know, shout out to Swiss, you know, and shout out to Timberland who might have did something. The <laughs> <laughs> nigga loves saying that. Hey man. But yeah, I was gonna say I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm I'm a huge. Monica fan. I'm a big Brandy fan. I'm a big Brandy fan as well, especially, you know, they kind of during that time. Brandy, to be clear, Brandy was the big artist, period. I think of the three, because we'll talk, we'll bring Aaliyah in to that as well. But Brandy was, yeah, because during that time, it was, it was, they were the three. Mm -hmm. You you take Mary and you push her to the side. But in that time frame, you know, Brandy was just that thing. She had, um, when you start talking about sounds, she, you know, is kind of the first time. We really heard Ronnie Jerkins, who's a huge producer, but at that point in time, he was just starting out. You know, that was his, that was one of his, uh, I think that was his first number one was, uh, damn, I'm slipping my mind which song it was. But, you know, that was the first time you kind of heard Ronnie Jerkins, those type of beats and things like that. Monica had, uh, shit, what's my man from Atlanta? I'm slipping my mind. Dallas Austin. Uh, Dallas Austin, Dallas Austin. Yeah, Dallas Austin, after he came off of, working on groups like ABC and some of Boys to Men stuff when on his own imprint. He put Monica out and thing with Take It Personal and Brandy with um I uh, Wanna Be Down and things like that. So it's good because you see these people, you get to look if you I guess yeah, this is our era. You get to you watch both their trajectories, even though Monica might have plateaued and Brandy continue rising because she had the acting career, she had a bigger portfolio of entertainment for you to right. consume and follow and things like that. But it, it should be interesting. As do you, you know, think? Do you think um, Brandy's acting was became bigger than her music? I think you know, it is because didn't we see I Brandy so. as an actress before we heard the music? We um, no. You yeah, think I was thought, wasn't Brandy in? Um, I we let me double her. check, but yeah. I remember. Oh, yeah, she it, was. Oh, if it, it, it's something like that, but I, you know, I, nothing that I paid attention to. Like the when she got in on my radar with acting, it was it was Moesha. You know what I mean? So. Well, I. I always, <clears throat> Well, I always had a little crush on. Uh, I remember she was in that th- that show Thea. Well, who else was in that? What's that? What's that? Oh, name? her name was Thea, the girl, the the mother person. No, 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 no. Her name, no. Her name was yeah, no, Thea. no, it was, it was Thea. Vidal. She was a was she comedian, I think. Yeah, she had yeah, her own she show. Was, yeah. And uh, <clears throat> she also, I mean, I just remember she, I remember Brandy was in it, and also uh, the boy that played young Michael Jackson, uh, Jason Weaver, oh, and shit, yeah. shit like that. But yeah, nah, that's the thing. I always, always love Brandy because I thought she had just like the cutest fucking smile. I mean, Monica pretty as shit, but Brandy had the cutest smile. She grew up. She was on Moesha. She, she was, she was like kind of slim thick. Brandy had some ass on and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she was definitely like the biggest star because of like that exposure and shit. I remember Brandy playing like a Cinderella in a fucking multiracial like. ABC special shit like that with yeah, Whitney Houston yeah. playing Frank Godmother. So yeah, she de- Brandy was definitely like more out there having like a sitcom that ran I don't know how many seasons, but yeah, it was like that. But honestly, Monica, I think Monica has more like number ones and shit. And I like her voice better. And I her voice, I think her voice is <clears throat> is better. I think it's more like pure. Right. Like it's more like a pure voice. Brandy's voice is dope. Because she can sing and it's like distinctive, you know what I'm saying? Rasp, a little bit of raspy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. a little raspy, but Monica is just like 
from like a fucking teenager. I forget how young they said she was, like thirteen or fourteen yeah. when she first recorded like her earlier shit. Like and I'll tell you, yo, like we saw like a little makeshift uh track list. I'm not sure who posted it in the uh it in the group chat. He posted in the group chat. Yeah. And I swear, like, I looked at, like, the first, like, 12 tracks from each of them, and I liked about 10 of the Monica Johns better than yeah. the Brandy shit, you know what I'm saying? And so it's like, I really Man. think that I might be in the minority, but I think that, that Monica on the Versus platform, just yeah. one how real she is, you know what I'm saying? She like a real nigga with her shit, too, you know what I'm saying? And Brandy is more like, you know, like cutesy, like <clears throat> like a... Like a Mariah Carey, like I think about like a Mariah Carey versus like a Mary J almost, you know what I'm saying? It's like different yeah. levels, of course, and shit, but it's like I kind of see it like that, and it's like Monica, just that voice, that pure voice, and like man, I, I'm gonna be real with you. I always felt like felt like Brandy was kind of boring, yo. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I never really, you know what I mean? Like her, her, you know, I respected her songs. Some of them shits was was hot, but like she was the voice was kind of boring. Like her songs were kind of boring to me. But when that get up, get up, get up, get up, get up, that don't take it personal shit came out, mm-hmm. like the hardest niggas was bobbing their head, you know what I mean? Because they knew what they did, they had one with that. With Monica, when that really shit blast, I brought the, the um, I had the set, you know what I mean? The single. Yeah, me yeah. too, nigga. I had, yo, nigga, yeah. I played that shit, like. Niggas used to play that shit in a boombox, and I used to make mixtapes at the time, yo, that shit used to get <laughs> crazy, you know what I'm saying? So, like, you know what I mean? Like, I used to make mixtapes for niggas, yo, that don't take it personal shit used to go real hard, you know what I mean? So, like, if, and you didn't have to be, it wasn't, like, a girl track or a guy track. Like, I, I remember when niggas used to be like, yo, is she talking about her period? Like, you know, niggas thinking like that. But other than that, like, it was just, it was whatever. But, like, yeah, Monica had, has a better voice to me. And then, but Brandy, the cachet and the star power, I think she has that. I think she has that on Monica. That's the thing. She had it, but I, I swear, yo, in that versus arena, you start playing Don't Take It Personal, fucking yeah. Before You Walk Out of My Life, Why I Love yeah. You So Much, you know yeah. what I'm saying? For You, I Will, The Boy's Mind is both day uh, shit, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and that's the real question. Who gets to play who that? Who plays that first? <laughs> <laughs> whoever whoever both, plays first plays like, the first. Whoever plays yeah, first. That's, that's the toss-up, but it's like, yeah. And then, like, a remake? Get... Nah. Nah. Uh-uh. uh-uh. And then like so gone. It's like yo, she got some joints. It'll be it'll be it'll be interesting to watch. I know somebody told me um my, one of my homegirls down there that's from uh, uh College Park was like, nah, they called Monica the auntie of of Atlanta. Like she either went to school with everybody or sang backup for everybody in Atlanta, something that's like that. What our she's, cousin a, was saying. she's like that's she's what like our Atlanta. She's saying. like Atlanta royalty. Yeah, and it's funny because, like, through the Breakfast Club, like, over that show been on, like, a decade, like, there's been countless people, like, from when the show just started yeah. to niggas yeah. like the baby that talk about, yo, fucking, Monica, well, little yeah. baby, little baby, like, your Monica is, like, she the person to pull them to the side, you know, put them in their place, or, like, show them love, it, you know what I'm saying, whatever. But, yeah, fuck it, man. Like, Monica is, like, a, a tough out, you know what I'm saying? And, just see, I'm just picturing Brandy sitting there trying to look all cute and shit. You know what I'm saying? And <laughs> fucking Monica just sitting there like, yo, bitch, what it is. Like, it, so I, you I feel, saying all this? Oh, I said, my bad. No. And they gonna be, they gonna be at the same place. You know what I'm saying? They gonna be Tyler at the Tyler Perry Studios, man. And so, yeah. and so, it's like I'm just thinking about, like, yo, right. Monica got the joints and she got that attitude. She's so real and. 
Brandy's yeah. so cute. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, but I mean, Brandy got hits. Don't get it. I mean, I, the way yeah. you saying, oh, yeah. you taking oh, the momentum man. to a certain Brandy way. Got, Brandy got. You know I mean, no, but you are. You taking the momentum to a certain way. But here's the thing, man. <laughs> like I. <laughs> I, it does remind it does remind me of something I heard on the Button podcast. He keeps on saying he's like, "Yo, those matchups versus Atlanta don't be fair." You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously the two chains one was the glitch in the matrix, but in general, you know, Brandy versus Monica ending in Atlanta, like this might not go down for Brandy the way she thinks it's supposed to. But like I said, Brandy has a huge cachet, huge star mm-hmm. power. She has a bigger yep. following. Like yep. it could happen anyway. You know what I mean? Like it's not as it's, it's it's not um, black and white. It's not black clear cut. Yeah, it's not yeah. black and white. We get to see it. Yeah, I mean, but like Brandy, like biggest joint. What about us? And fucking, have you ever? And I mean, I fuck with like sitting up in my room and like, I want to be like to me. I think like the only like Brandy joint that I think is like unbeatable is I want to be down. And this is. And it's gotta be she, she could get yo. I'll come quick. I was about to say, yeah, she could get the original and the remix. So. On the mm-hmm. remix, yeah. Oh shit, yeah. And if she pay if she plays the doo-wop version, you gotta go down. <laughs> what you got to do. You gotta go yeah. down. They had like 10 million oh, versions. I don't fuck with you. Nah, doo-wop <laughs> killed it. Nah, nigga, the only street version was the doo-wop version. With Fat Joe, it was the first time Akinelli um dropped that verse. Down, why not? You'd be like Irving and hand you a cop and tell you that my name was up. Oh, That's yeah, where that verse yeah, came yeah, from. Yeah, you know what I mean? All that yeah, shit came yeah, off yeah, of yeah, off yeah. the doo-wop version that the streets had in the best mixtape. This is another plug. The best mixtape that ever um that was ever created is DJ Doo-Wop's 95 Live mixtape. Yo, if you ever get a chance, go listen to that shit. Well, all right. Drop uh, dropping in. Dropping all right, so, jam. All right, before we get off right. it though, what do you like? Think this is gonna be if it's like a twenty? What do you think it's gonna be? The score. Oh, I got my, are you saying who I got? Oh no, nah, like a score, like a quick score. Like so I didn't want to give him before, but it said like eleven nine brandy, mm-hmm. and I was with him, and I'm probably I think, but I feel like I'm gonna change on that day and then announce like Monica. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But right now, yeah. just with cachet and shit like that, I'm 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 gonna stick with brandy. I'm playing safe because I really don't know. Like I really just want to watch it because I don't yeah. know. Yeah, this is one of them where you probably go and watch it and it's not going to be like a crazy who won it. But I, I probably have it really close, but on like the Monica side to me. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I don't have a score. I just I just enjoy Monica's music, so I'm biased. Oh, yeah. I enjoy Monica's music. I enjoy looking at Brandy. Shout out to Brandy being in the, what's that date? Was that show, The Game? Oh, yeah, she was. Yep. She was yeah, when she was in that. That shit made me watch The Game. Oh, you mm. wasn't watching it before? That's a good show. No, no, I watched I watched it early, but then like Brandy on the shit, that's when I would watch uh-huh. it like uh-huh. religiously, like, okay, Brandy about to be on the night. Let's see this. And uh yeah, and no, I just love me some brandy. I just love looking at brandy. I'm not gonna go back and watch Moesha because I don't wanna watch a young ass brandy. Even I'm though gonna watch it at watching. some point. I'm not gonna watch it till like over though, nigga. I'm just watching the show. Like I'm gonna watch Moesha. Yeah. Part of the culture that created him. Yeah. I wasn't. A, yeah, I didn't watch it. So, I well, you, oh shit, man, he was he was a little more grown and shit. You had yeah, to and he watch more shit. <laughs> 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 he was a because I, I looked it, I looked it up when Moesha came out. Um, it was '96, and I was like, damn, when I want to, uh, uh, I want to be down came out '94. I remember shit. I was on the radio uh, debuting that joint. Because back then, that's when college radio stations got the music before they put it on mainstream. Wow. 
So we were, so that's what, that's immediately when I think of Brandy, I'm immediately in that zone. That's why I connect with that first album so much. Cause you know, that was something I was doing on the radio with that. But salute to Monica, salute to Brandy. We'll be tuned in uh, Monday. Again, like I said, I guess on, Fat um, Joe Apple. was on the remix too. When he was like, listen, <laughs> you motherfucking chicken. Yo, <laughs> yo, he's like, you got to go down. Yo, them niggas was killing that shit, man. Go listen to that. 95 Live. No, no, that's, that's, uh, it, you know what? Just a, a sidebar. That mm. is, and when you start talking about mixtapes, yeah. that is one of those mixtapes that you hear about. If you didn't know anything about mixtapes or if you were right. around that, that time and you had to be to on the Ave or Harlem, you had to right. have. That was, one, to, of those, that was one of those. Lot, that yeah. was one of those tapes. And small plug to Cool Mike Ski. The first time he put pun on the mixtape, the first time anybody heard pun. But anyway, we, that, we and it was ill. That, 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 it was ill because it was ill because he he went in in the beginning of the mixtape. He went to all the different boroughs and to Jersey, and niggas was just rapping like, all right, boom, Jersey, and then Redman, and, and you know what I mean? He's rapping it, yo, it's ill, yo. Brooklyn, yeah. MOP was on that shit. Nah, man, that '95 live shit. Yeah. Oh, in my, in my lifetime was on that shit too. Yeah. Jay shit. That might have been the first time I heard like, Jay. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. That, that's <laughs> a, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was when you was breaking shit on a mixtape. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Um. Yeah. Oh, new music. Really, only really one thing that we want to talk about: Nas release, yeah. King's Disease, uh, his album. I believe it. I didn't get. The, I didn't see the track. I didn't see. Excuse me. The production list, but I'm assuming everything was produced by, um, by Hit Boy because he got all the hits. Hit Boy. Yep. Hit Boy. Um, I'll go. I'll go first on this because I, I can't. I'm where you guys are with it, but initially when I when I heard this album was um coming out and who was going to be producing it, my outlook on it was I thought I was going to get Nas being maybe pulled and stretched in different directions musically. You know, with his flows and different things, not necessarily the topics, but just flows and musically being stretched in different ways that he hadn't been before. Um, so when I initially listened to it, I was like, oh, man, I thought he was going to be this. Me but too. It wasn't. So my ear was like, so my ear coming into it was looking for something different mm-hmm. and I didn't get it. So it was like an imme- not necessarily a turn off because I gave it an immediate B minus out the gate. It was just like, damn, I thought it was going to be this. And then. You know, as I kind of sat back, came back and listened a few more times, mm-hmm. you start to you, you you do what you do when you get a Nas album. You listen to the lyrics and then you get pulled and say, oh, OK, yeah, you catch, you catch that groove. You hit that you hit that lane. And he's like, I'm in this lane right now. He's giving me exactly what I expect from Nas, not necessarily a hit boy Nas album, but I'll go mm-hmm. to you, Joe. Yeah, now I was feeling like the same way as you or whatever. It's like, okay, you know what I'm saying? But then I pretty much rode around to it the past like couple of days when I was out running my little errands and shit. And uh nah, it's it's just solid. Like it's it's I think about like was it twelve, thirteen tracks and Yeah, thirteen. Mm-hmm. And Nas sounded good and we always talk about how Nas's beat selection has been kind of trash, like I don't know if we say after I am or some shit like that. Nasra Dama. So maybe just even like some of the later shit. Like Nah man. Fucking what's that man? Shit. My favorite rap album of all time is still fucking the shit that uh, Alex wrote Nas's raps for and shit. Yo, you it was written. That's what I said. But nah, I mean it's out like this nigga sound I mean when when you first see he got like Big Sean on the track, it's like, oh what he chasing? But Big Sean sounded good, Nas sounded good mm-hmm. with that. 
and even like Dirk, like I'm not, I ain't, but like I, I fuck with yeah. Dirk, but I was never right. the biggest Dirk fan. But I really like like what Dirk did on that Drake track, "Laugh Now, Cry mm-hmm. Later." But I really love how he sounded on um the fuck was that shit um I don't even know the yeah um, till the war is one that's that's a track of shit he he sounded good and I'm um, like shit man you give me full circle you bring the firm to me nigga like I'm I'm fucking about to just listen to Mad Az for the next like for the rest of yeah, the week and shit oh my but, god yeah well, let's just, let's, let's pause anyway. on that let's, Let's pause on that for a minute. Mm-hmm. I know I have my jokes about AZ, but that... Yeah, you hate AZ. And every time I say he's nice, you be dissing. No, stop it. <laughs> AZ do. It's, on the, it's on the podcast. I've never dissed AZ. I just said I'm not going back and putting him in this light that y'all put him in. But that nigga's nice. He's nice. Yeah, yeah, nice. And he sound crisp as fuck mm-hmm. on this record. He was a nice thing. Oh, come on. Hey, yo, I got to say my favorite... My, you my, laughing. My, I gotta I say, one of, my, one of my favorite rappers of all time and shit, like, no bullshit, my top five. Fox. It's so good. It felt, yo, it's so good to hear Fox talking shit on, like, and she sounded good. Nah, sounded nah, good. Nah. It was, I mean, it wasn't like peak Foxy, but the flow, I mean, it was still like, uh, it was voice. still like, I know, I know that's not peak Foxy. The voice is different, but it's like, no, still, you're trying to make it sound like, no, like, the voice was way, like, it's not okay. Well, I mean, the voice kind of been off like for I don't know how many years or shit, but it's, it's like, medical. I get it, but come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but nah, she was still flowing to me. I went back and forth and played that track multiple. Well, I played a lot of tracks multiple times, but yeah, nah, there was some real like the features like, made sense. And Hip Boy, I don't know if these were like. Hold on, don't skip the song. Because, like, yeah, that, I, I feel like that AZ verse, but that Mega verse is super underrated. You know what I'm saying? When he's talking about he thought women used to be my property. You know what I mean? Then I realized I was wrong. Like, he broke some shit down in that song. If you listen to the Megaverse, I think, like, I'm going to be real. I felt Foxy didn't really come hard on that shit. Like, I wish she wasn't there. But especially, I know she especially, especially go last. Well, I mean, after yeah. all that shit, but the, the, I mean, to me, just the Foxy. Even flow. lyrics. No, I mean, lyric, yeah, but she it was Foxy, yo. She was talking to shit. And. It, 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 it all, everybody sounded like good on the shit. You know what I'm saying? To me. Okay. We just talk about Foxy's voice being different. It is what. No, it is. but I, I also also her lyrics though. Like I feel like everybody killed the lyrics. I almost don't remember what Nas said. I ain't gonna lie. But like I know <laughs> it wasn't bad. Um, but I, I what, what Mega said and what Az said, they killed it. And then Foxy comes on, and it was like this needed a nature verse. You know what I mean? Foxy should <laughs> so oh, Come on, you can't have a nature. Nature is Foxy. still in Martian. No, no, no. Foxy could have went. Foxy should have sparked it off. Right. He just talked about the place where you have a Nah, yo. You got to put Foxy at that end, yo. Why? Because she was at the end of the other one? Yeah. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. You throw Foxy on the end, and if niggas play the song on the radio, then guess what? They cut it off before they get the Foxy. They don't like it, yo. You got a Dre. You got a Dre uh, surprise. Well, not that we care that much, but you got a Dre verse on there as well. I don't yeah. know what he said, but he was, it was real was quick. Yeah, my favorite joint, I, like I said before, was um spicy. Well, no, that's not my favorite joint. That's just the joint that I kind of vibe to the most. It's a little bit more beat because the the album have a certain like a like a below one hundred BPMs throughout the whole thing, and spicy's the one which is the bonus track with Fivio for. I'm, I know who Flavio, that is. But I don't Flavio, know. Oh, Fabio. And uh, ASAP and Ferg. Ferg and Ferg yeah. on it that had a little bounce, little bounce to it. Mm-hmm. Is which they sped it up. It's not, but it's, it's a good album. It's a good. It's, a, it's definitely a good album. Um, I haven't revisited the, the album in full, 
more than twice right now. I just kind of have my joints that I just go to immediately. It's like, oh, I want to hear this now. Let me just hear this song and I get that off real quick and then I kind of move on. But the album, but the album is dope. I mean, Nas is my favorite hip-hop artist all time. I used to try and argue with people. Even though I knew Jay-Z was the best, I just used to argue just to argue because I was just a big Nas fan. Yo, he's my second like favorite. and it's, he's my, he my second right after Jay. Like, my favorite rappers I say it right now off the top of my head fucking is Jay, is fucking Nas, is Foxy, is Ross, and Kanye, and then honorable mention for a gang of niggas like fucking Cam, Nori, and other motherfuckers like Drake and shit like that. Joe Button in my top three if you're talking about favorite. Well, my favorite Joe Button's in my... He, he creeps back and forth, but I I, I kind of knocked him out of my shit for like Ross. Cause it's just, uh, just Ross on them beats and shit like that. But nah, Joe stay in my top like seven or eight. Mm. And for a while, he was cemented in my top five. And it's ill, because I don't even have fucking Biggie and uh, Tupac in my top, like, five or, like, seven I mean, eight. I, Big, I mean, Tupac not being there is not ill, but, I mean, Biggie is definitely in my top five. Biggie is this in my top. Too, too much. Biggie in my top ten. Every time Big comes Thanks. on the track, like, oh. every single fucking time, mm-hmm. it's ill. Like, it's just different, you know what I mean? Like, that feel Big impact. had it, that shit was just different. For him not to be, I'm sorry, like, I don't mean no harm, but, like, it's oh, talk- Biggie top five. I'm just talking about favorites. Sure. Your favorite. Oh, I get, I get you. Like, my, like, my, three, like my three favorites. My <laughs> yeah, nah, if I'm doing, like, a best all time, then Big is, like, no, I get possibly you. I get you. I get you. I get the top you. three in my list. But, yeah, just no. faves, like, my, my three favorite, like, if I just keep it 100, it's, like, fucking Jay, Nas, and Foxy, probably because it was about 95, 96 and so, when. I really started paying attention to the hip hop, really liking this shit. And mm. it was fucking Jay, it was fucking Nas, and Fox was rapping with both them niggas and just sounding so ill. So, like, that's just my faves, but yeah. Mm. But now, nah, yeah, shout out to Nas, yo. I mean, I don't know if niggas want to talk more about the album, but mm. it was like one of my favorite, like, releases from him since uh, the one when he was sitting there with Kalisa's wedding dress. And life shit. is good. Yeah, life is life good. good. Life, life is good. good. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, yeah. shout out to Nas, man. Motherfucker clean and Hit Boy did like it was just it was just solid hits, production throughout. Yeah, it's real like, solid. Like I was surprised. Like the production was one of the things that you know mm-hmm. I was really impressed with for him to be able to come to where Nas was, as opposed to where a lot of places that he's always been in his pocket. Yeah. I was really impressed with how he was able to come to like some of those beats. I felt mm. like, damn, he was channeling Alchemist. I was like, that's mm. what we're Alex, with. Mm-hmm. But Alex, you you didn't see that as the problem. Like for me, I felt like it, this was more of a testimony to Hit Boy than it was to Nas. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, and I agree. I agree. That's why. Because Nas should have went to where he at. You know yeah. what I mean? Yep. And showed he could do this. Right, and that's why I said that's what I was expecting. But mm. maybe, and then once you. That's my expectation, but they could have yeah. went in. Hit Boy could have went in there with the whole point to say, yo, I want to show that I can do this right. over here, that I could get into my boom bap, or I could get into my gritty phase and do this so, and stuff like that. So y'all like this album better than the um, Kanye Nas album? <laughs> anyway. So I, think that's, I think that's an underrated album. I ain't gonna lie. You know the problem with that? It was like, I swear a lot of this shit sounded like fucking Nas rapped and then to some beat, yeah. and then Kanye yeah. did way too much to it, it changed it totally and shit. Yeah. It was yeah, just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he, I, I told you, he went, and I know this for a fact because Nas doesn't make albums that fast. So, but I know for a fact 
Nas had songs that were already produced and then he just got the stems, as they say, or whatever, or got the bars and just tried to make a beat around what was already there. That's why it sounds so uneven. You ever watch TV and be like, yo, the people's words don't match how it's coming out. That's how that album sounded to me. Like mm-hmm. he was rapping too fast and then it was coming, the beat was the trying to chase him. The cop shot the kid, the cop shot the cop shot the kid, the cop yeah. shot the kid. The that's one, that's the one, the that, that's one that they recorded. You could tell that's good because they recorded that. That was a new song that they recorded. Nigga, that's as opposed to them trying hard. to make it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that shit. But salute, but, um, salute to uh, that beat. No, I was about to say there's nothing like that on Nas's new album. But go ahead. Well, yeah, that's on. That's my. That was another part of what I was saying. That is, it has one mm-hmm. tone to it. It doesn't. It doesn't mm-hmm. go up. It doesn't go down until the end. Yeah. Um, but yeah, salute to Nas. Definitely revisit the album. One of the goats of this shit <laughs> still look the same as when he first came out. Um, I wish Ant was yeah, here. I know he had. To, I know he had to step away real quick. But um, and this is something B that I didn't know that. And I'll just mention this. Jason Mitchell, who we all know from The Shy and uh, as Easy e in the NWA movie, mm-hmm. is set to executive produce and star as Sean Bell, yeah, which, Sean I recently found out, which I recently found out we're related to in an upcoming yeah. biopic. Yeah, I just found that. And uh, biopic but 50 Shots. The, but hold on. I feel like, Alex, you was at the family reunion in Miami. Not the last one, but the one before, one a while ago, right before he passed. Mm-mm. I feel like you were there. Oh. I don't think so. Oh, uh, so. I might have been oh, though. Yeah, he was there with his. He was there with his fiance and and all that. And um, yeah, no, he definitely was our family. Yeah, because and then was, right after that, like that's how I, it was shocking to me because right after that, it was like you know the winter, like we was there the summer, like in a few mm-hmm. months later, like maybe five, five, four or five months later, it was like oh shit, yeah. and it really like it just took a toll. Like and and face, there wasn't no social media or anything like that, so we were just right. like. You know what I mean? Hitting each other up. It's nice. Yeah. But yeah, so, with the mm-hmm. with the with the biopic, like uh I know that the nick uh nigga Jason Mitchell done went through some shit with like the I, it's funny, I just finished watching the the shot like a uh, season three finale and shit like that. And it was a good season, but he was def I definitely like missed him from it. And uh we saw him play Easy E and I think everybody kinda like fell in love with the motherfucker's like acting style. He's very talented. You know what I'm saying? He's been in some other uh, really good projects. I hope that fucking uh, the, the stain on this nigga for the past like maybe like two years doesn't affect uh, what he's doing with like this biopic. Cause I know if he's gonna start and he's gonna play the hell out of the role. You know what I'm saying? And uh, mm-hmm. I just hope that it gets uh, you know the shine that it deserves. You know what I'm saying I hope they put together something really like well. Cause hell, I forgot how young the brother was. Like was like 22, 23 when he when he uh. When he died, yeah, yeah, it's fucking crazy, man. And just, and just a quick side note to that: it's, it's, it's rare that you get a movie where all the main characters all become a star. Because if you think about that NWA movie, every single person that was part of that was part of the cast as actual NWA became a star. Jason Mitchell, uh, I can't think of the guy that played Dre. Obviously. Um, um, O'Shea, O'Shea. Uh, Ice Cube's son, mm-hmm. he's a star, and the, even the dude that played DJ Yellow, I seen him in a gang of shit that I didn't. When I went back, I didn't realize. I was like, oh shit, that was him. And then um, even uh, Ren, Amaldis, Amaldis, I can't. He's from Jersey too, I think, or New York, I can't, or whatever his name is. He's been and he starred in a bunch. He starred in a Tyler Perry movie. He also starred as um, I forgot the movie where he was a football player where he was falsely accused of rape and had to do six years and lost his scholarship to USC and everything. 
but he's been he's starting a bunch yeah, of movies. So, now it's, it's a decent movie. It's a crazy yeah. story if you know. The story. Yeah, no, I know what you're talking oh, about. Okay, I just didn't okay. want to watch it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. So, um, so salute to all of them. Um, again, one other thing I want to mention: Are you, are any of you familiar with a movie called Fast Colors, or heard of it? I I won't get into it too much. It's just a movie that came out that's been getting a lot of rave from the, from our culture. Um, it's about a um, was it uh, three generations of black women with superpowers, and it's just it's just beginning. There's a groundswell for it because it did come out. It wasn't a limited theater, but a lot of people calling for Netflix or Hulu to gravitate to it. That's why I was really you know checking on Ant because I know he might know or something about it. But we can revisit it another time. Oh like yeah, that. I'm just checking out Fast Color. Yeah, so. uh, seems like it was uh, was South by Southwest back in uh, 2018. Had a limited release uh, last April or last year, uh, 2019. Yeah. Where is it at? Is it on like Netflix or something? No, now, it's, or? it's not. That's what I'm saying. There's a groundswell for one of the streaming platforms to pick it up because right now there's no place you can see it. Hmm. Yeah, that that's the same way it was for the for the um, movie with that little brother. You know what I'm saying? Michael B. Jordan and the little brother had superpowers. It was oh, out for yeah, a couple yeah, years yeah, before yeah. it got it. He got oh, on right? um, Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Michael B. Jordan. That's weird. Yeah, because he wasn't in it a lot. And I used to, I, cause the only reason I know is because I used to see all the GIFs from the moving uh, uh, places. Mm-hmm. I used to be on Tumblr and see all them shits. You know what I mean? And I was like, what the fuck is this shit? And so I was waiting for it to come out. And then I looked and it just was never. Yeah, mm-hmm. Raising Dion. I was waiting for yeah, it. Yeah, I remember yeah. waiting for it to come out too, cause yeah. I remember when he was first attached to it. I remember seeing a, uh, it was maybe I don't know if it was a real trailer, like an early one. It was like some makeshifting, mm-hmm. but when it came out, it had like a totally different uh, cast. Maybe he was attached later. You think he was attached later? Yeah, I think he. Uh, he could. Yeah, he could have been the the person. That's why he wasn't in it a lot. You know, gold poles. And then yeah. Jason Ritter, Jack. Um, Jason Ritter is this? I forgot his father. No, that's Jack Ritter. Yeah. J- um, um, no, John Ritter. John Jack, Jack is yeah, Jack Tripp, yeah, John yeah, Ritter. That was that was a damn good show. When I'm checking here, it's like yeah, they was trying to develop it like a couple years before it came out, but right. then uh, after Michael B. Jordan came on there, uh, man, they say it was renewed for a second season, but you know how COVID fucked the whole bunch yeah, of shit up. Yeah, yeah. Who knows if they really getting it in? But yeah, that was a damn good. Uh, that was a damn good watch and shit. Uh, it was like nine yeah. episodes. Yeah, used to look dope as fuck. I was like, "Yo, who's this black nigga doing all these stupid?" Like, you never see things like that, mm-hmm. and so that's why I remembered it. I, I think I, I remember putting it in my notepad, like writing the name of the movie, and people like kind of knew what it was. And like, I felt ignorant. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? That is one of those. Yeah. Yo, Ant, are you familiar with Fast Colors? I'm not. Okay. <laughs> that's kind of what we were talking about. So, so, so. It was a movie uh, about three generations of black women with superpowers, but we can um, get to it again next week and get some more information on it and let people know so we can help get it. Because I'd like to see it, you know what I'm saying? Especially if it stars, um, I don't know how to pronounce her last name, but Google. I remember how she was in that movie with um, my man from, um, oh shit, she was in that movie where she's like playing a superstar with MGK. And whatever he was like a security guard. I don't know if anybody remembers that movie, but shout out to that movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, it also start, also got Lorraine yeah. Toussaint in it. Yo, I love Lorraine. Yeah, Toussaint. she's in it as well. She's in it as well. Yeah, but yo, um, let's move on to the NBA. Um, I'll start. I'll start with the draft first. Uh, they did the have draft the, lottery. Fuck the, the draft. draft lo- the draft lottery. We just went through. <laughs> the Bulls ended up with the number one pick. Two Warriors, Hornets, Bulls, Cavs, Hawks. 
Seven is the Pistons, and number eight, the New York Knicks. I know we're that, uh, a lot of mention because you know what I mean it doesn't really matter. I mean we only really have to talk about the top five. Go. Oh okay. Well I don't know. Wolves, Warriors, Hornets, Bulls, Cavs. Mm-hmm. He's saying that. He's saying that. He's saying it's a wrap. After that. <laughs> <laughs> People gonna slip, man. People gonna fall. You never know. People gonna fall. People gonna no, fall. No, you, you know, know what? We always fall. get this pick. But also true is like the Amari Stoudemire type pick. It's the you know what I mean. Giannis went like fifteen. So like things could happen. I mean, the Okoro kid is cool. Cole Anthony is super underrated. You know, so there's things that are out there, but it, it is what it is, man. I just we we never get the shot. Like we never get that. You know what I mean? Like whatever it is, it's gonna happen right before us. You know what I mean? Like the RJ Barrett draft, mm-hmm. like the two guys went right before us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's not that we're mad about RJ Barrett, it's just like the guys went right, right. before us. It's just right. this totally different, you know what I mean, thing. And that's just the feeling. Like, it just keeps on happening. It's the best. Yeah. And I, I know we got a lot of shit to do. Let me just, I just have a quick question. Obi Poppin, is he a top five pick? Yeah. Okay. All right. Then we don't need to talk about it. <laughs> All right. Cool. Um, I don't know who, I don't. He may be picked up five, though. Huh? Yeah, he, he may not be. Like, he may, you know what I mean? Like, he may go six or seven. Yeah, he's not going to drop down to the Knicks. I'll tell you that. I mean, coming I mean, what is it? It's, um, fuck. So it's LaMelo, Anthony Edwards, Anthony Edwards, James Wiseman. Who's the uh, European kid, the 6'10 European uh, Benji. kid? He is Benji. Um, so there's your five. A coral party fall after that. So, I mean, I mean, top and fall between probably like six and ten, depending on how it goes. So Yeah, but he is not going to get to the next pick. Like, he is Yo. not falling to his. Yo, let me cut y'all one second. Mm. And say, no, I just did my little Googles and shit, and you can watch Fast Color on Hulu right oh, now. It's on Hulu? Okay, it's, 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 at a, it's at a couple places, actually, but yeah. it's free on Hulu, so we might watch that shit and, like, talk about it next week. You know yeah, 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 yeah. I'm definitely going to do that. So, but now back to the NBA fucking... No, I think, yeah, I think we can just... There's, there's, there's plenty of time to get to the... There's <laughs> to, 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 plenty of time to get to the draft. Yeah. yeah, and shit like that. Um, I don't. I guess the, I don't know what games is anything happening interesting right now. I know some games. Uh, are, I, I mean, this, uh, Utah just blew a huge lead in one yeah. of the better games that I've seen in a very long time. And and right now, um, the Clippers are playing one of the best um matchups that I've seen in a long time. The Clippers versus the um, Mavericks. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where I, will, I wanted to go to that one. To get, well. Yeah, to get your thoughts. Like, I mean. I know people say uh, they're just going through the motions of the bubble. And do you think there's no. a shot? Okay. That's not. They're not just going through the motions of the bubble. These niggas are trying to win. And oh, okay, okay. That's what I was trying to say. Like, you know, you giving the Mavs a ch- you giving the Mavs a chance. No, I don't give them a chance because KP is hurt. Oh, that's that's what I was trying to figure. That's how. That yeah, was the question. yeah, yeah. He's okay. hurt, but but this this dude Luca. I mean, he was hurt last game, and this dude Luca, like he just was unstoppable. Like he everything said they were going to lose that game. And even in overtime, like, it was just like, you know what I mean? Like, I, Paul George just sucked, but Kawhi Leonard <laughs> just was like, all right, I'm not going to lose. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. I mean, for real, I don't think Paul George might have been in double digits like one game. Yeah, but Kawhi yeah. Leonard, yeah, but Kawhi Leonard was like, yeah, I'm just not going to lose. And he basically didn't lose, except for Luka Doncic gets the ball and, like, hits this three-point <laughs> shot that, like, I don't know if anybody but him and Dame Lillard 
hit that shot. <laughs> that shit was cold. That was some yeah. mean shit, y'all. That wasn't even fair. All the Clippers are whooping these niggas' ass. They got about like 19, I think, right now at the yeah. end of the first. That's Doc Rivers digging into their ass. Pause. Pause. Mm. But nah, yeah. Speaking of Dame Lillard and shit, uh, uh, that shit's over, yo. I think they said he's going to be out, too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Lillard's going to be out? Yeah. Yeah, probably. So that whole shit is dead. I'm going to shout out to my boy, Blazers fan and shit. Listen all the time. Yeah, nigga, your whole they's going to win in like, they going to sweep niggas after they won the first game? No. They's going to win in six, seven? No. The niggas is dead. But I mean, on. I said the same thing, so I mean. I know. And he mentioned you too. Say, oh, Brian said it. I was like, oh, fuck with Brian said Brian, why you you trying to bash me on TV, nigga? Like, no, nigga. Yeah. Like, yeah, you, you're um, Lillard is listed as out right now for game five. Damn. Yeah. yeah. I like to see him at full strength. Let me ask a question. Is Chris Middleton helping Giannis get to the Knicks? Chris Middleton? <laughs> yeah. And I'm just going off of, you know, I only listen to the radio. Break that down. No, I am. I am. They're saying the, the, the whole, Chris Middleton yeah, being no, a because, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because they said because everybody keeps saying, again, I'm just going off of sports banter, uh, sports radio banter that says, yo, there's no way that Giannis can stay on that team with Chris Middleton only shoot. I think he only had two points one game or something like that, or four points. Uh, like he's playing shitty. Like there is no help. Like Giannis has no help. Outside of himself and maybe a spurt where Bledsoe or Middleton get hot, but there's no consistent number two. And the whole thing has been, regardless if it goes to the Knicks, that's just our thing. But they were like, there's no way that Giannis can stay in Milwaukee with that team if Chris Middleton can't step up and show that he can be a number two. They will the trade the fuck out of Chris Middleton, my nigga. Yeah. If they wanted to, they needed to, they would do anything to keep this nigga. It has no, no, I know. Yeah, yeah, it's, no, I know they will. But what I'm saying is, what no, no, no. What I'm saying is, is that this: if Giannis leaves, it will have nothing to do with Chris Middleton. Okay. I'll say that. And Middleton, Middleton did his numbers like the past. Yeah. Like, some shit they like will that. light that nigga on fire in front of Giannis, and say <laughs> and say we burn niggas for you. They will do anything to fuck this nigga ass. So like I, that's why that's why I said break that down. I get what you're saying though. Like it, it's not like it's not like it's completely irrational, but it's just like. All right, but you got to think. Uh, fuck that nigga, Chris Middleton. This nigga Giannis is their entire state. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I'm checking like Middleton's uh, numbers. Oh, there. he had two. He had two. two. On the 20, he had two points on the twenty. He had two points in the game that they won. I mean, he had fourteen points in the first game where they lost, and niggas was like, "Oh shit, Orlando stole this shit." But um, and then he had two in the game. They won the second one, and he pretty much did his numbers the last two games. They had three one in the series. Oh, so. okay. I mean, if Middleton is like lame as shit and like going forward, then whatever. But nah, man, shout out to you know, shout out to Giannis and shit. And when Giannis got the defensive play of the year, they, they gave him that. That shot. was very that. amazing to me. That was very shocking because I think he can get the MVP too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it um is it real that they that AD got robbed? Because I've been seeing that like just different posts. Nah, nah, they wasn't saying what I saw. I know what you're talking about, Joe. What I saw was not Andre that he got Drummond. robbed. Yeah, he, it's not that he got robbed. They were saying they thought he should have gotten some first place votes because he oh, didn't yeah. get any. And I don't know how he played. So no, no, it was it was it was the fact that Andre Drummond got a first place vote, but AD didn't. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, I mean, they was okay. looking at 
they were looking at the first place voting. You know what I mean? Right. And yeah. they was like, Andre Johnson, nigga? You know what I mean? That's yeah. that's really what they're doing. But yeah, no, um, nigga, the Greek freak is the league right now. I mean, you know, obviously LeBron is a different space and that and shit. But you know, who's one? Yeah. I'm sure Kareem Abdul Jabbar's done an MVP and defensive player of the year in one year. Jordan? That's the only name I can think. Jo- oh, Jordan did too. Okay, because I'm assuming he's gonna get MVP. I don't know. Yeah. Check me on that something. though, Joe, because I hate saying things and then niggas come back like next <laughs> the next week and I'll be raw. Uh, check that, yeah, shit, but I'm almost positive Jordan. I know Jordan was first team like damn near every year, and I'm I'm almost positive he won several defensive players of the year, and and I think he won a couple of the Yeah, yeah. Say, uh, the only defensive player of the year winners to have won. Okay, no, this is during. Okay, it's only Jordan and Elijah Wan that won both the same season. Okay. Oh, wow. Damn. Yeah, Kareem. Yeah. I, I had to go to somebody I just knew was great. That's why I went to Kareem. Nah, it's Kareem. Nah, it's just a Kareem. Defense player of the year runners that have won the NBA. Nah, yeah, on, on, only, yeah this, this says that only Jordan, Elijah Wan, uh, David Robinson, and Kevin Garnett are uh, only players that have won defensive player of the year. And MVP. Now, did Kareem? What? Well, how long was defense play the year wow. giving out? Oh, okay. Because that might be a thing. Really long time, my man. Yeah. Really? All right. Well. All right. Well, salute to them. Salute to Giannis if he gets it. He, that'll be a, that puts him in elite, in a very elite class. Oh, I realize why you asked that because it may not have gone back to to um early. Class. Right. You're right. Yeah. I get you. Just, I get yeah, you. It, yeah. They started giving that out in '82. Yeah. So yeah, oh, okay. I get you. Now. Then I'm cool. I get you now. Yeah, that, that was yeah. on. Because I was like, this. So no you're right, man. He would like if it was given, like he'd have got that shit. Yeah, he would have had to get it. Yeah. Shit like that. Um, let me see before we close out. Anything I missed? Court orders Donald Trump to pay legal fees and Stormy Daniels sue. Okay. Um, we got anything, anything? Oh, real quick. Oh, one thing. Uh, I didn't, I never saw, um, like a, I don't know, maybe George Floyd had it. I can't remember, but there's a dope, um, Vanity Fair cover with Brianna Taylor on it and the, uh, Amy yeah. Sherald. I never painted. saw anything like that, but it was, yeah, it was okay, Tiny Easy Coast that did it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Tiny Easy Coast did that, did that article. If you look, I mean, did the, did, did the, um, Vanity Fair shit. And so that's, I think he had a huge influence. Of it, because he was the one that I first heard about it from. You know what I mean? It was a Tiny Heathy Coast production. Oh. Mm. And then yeah. the person that painted it, um, damn it, uh, Amy Sherrill, she also painted Michelle Obama's uh, portrait as well. But I thought that was dope. I had never seen that before from like mm. one of the major outlets in terms in that lane. So I thought I thought that oh, was yeah. dope. And I thought the cover and I thought the cover was dope as well. So oh, salute. And please cover. arrest. The, yeah, and please arrest the people. The officers that killed Breonna Taylor. Um, one more thing before we get on. I don't know if anybody wanted to go into detail on it, but the Facebook Black-owned small business grants program. As I think you shared it, be or maybe Joe yeah, I shared did. it. I, I read into everybody it. Everybody I knew yeah. who I think could do it. Yeah, I read into it. I read into it. It's kind of it's it's interesting, mm-hmm. you know, because it is a hundred million dollars. I mean, that you can get. I don't know how it breaks down wow. or. Hundred million dollars. You can't get a hundred million dollars. It's a hundred million dollars that they have to spend. Yeah, that's what mm-hmm. I mean. A hundred million dollars that that's in the program mm-hmm. that they have that they have to spend and how the program can help. So please, it is legit. Yeah, let me see. I'm, I'm, I'm checking mm-hmm. right here what it says. <clears throat> it says your small business eligible. They say the criteria is being a majority black owned for profit business, be legally registered in a U.S. state or the District of Columbia. Uh, U.S. territories are excluded. Um, have between one to 50 employees, 
have been in business for over a year, have experienced challenges from COVID-19, and are planning to use grant funds to support the business and community. So yeah, you can pretty much do a Google and find exactly uh, yep. where uh, where it is, like a, like a quick Google. But if you have, you know, if you fit that, then, you know, shoot your shot, get a piece of that hundred million. I mean, where um, other than that, I don't know anything else. Anybody got anything else? Oh, well, I want to say yesterday was a, uh, uh, <clears throat> yesterday was uh, Dave Chappelle's birthday. Uh, oh, salute to the God. We know twenty four when we put that special out. Uh, that's his, that's his birthday. It was Kobe, and that was also the um, I think it was also the, the George Floyd time of the choking too. But yeah, but a shout out to you know Dave Chappelle. He's very very necessary to you know just fucking uh everything. Everything. I was gonna say blackness. <laughs> he's very necessary to everything. And shout out to you know the God Kobe and shit. Um, and he. You know, rest in peace. I mean, 824, you know, that's Kobe Day because he wore eight and beasted, wore 24 and beasted. And he's a legend. And, uh, you know, it's crazy that that man passed. And it, it, it's just, it's just, it's crazy. Like, just thinking he passed this year and then the world went crazy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, the world literally went crazy. Like, fuck. <laughs> but yeah, man, you know. Shout out oh, to everybody. Mm-hmm. Now, just one thing real quick. Everybody who got kids that's, uh, I guess, the, up north is not in school yet. You know, make sure you're paying attention. Make sure you hold you these uh, principles, I guess, or the state. I'm not even sure. I mean, at this point, I've been so frustrated with some of the shit that's been going on in the school districts over here, allowing teachers to just bounce and leave and go over here and go over there and things like that, where there's just no consistency. I, I expected some hiccups, but this is just... I just feel that there should have been, and I don't know if it's local, state, federal, I don't know where the ball was dropped, if it's a collective or what, but I, I can at least speak for North Carolina. I don't know what's going on any place else. Uh, up north, you guys probably haven't opened up yet, but it's just, the, it's like the Wild Wild West out here for school, period. Like, it's just, it's wild. North Carolina, right, at the least, is wild. It's just, it's frustrating and shit, but make sure you're on top of it. Don't let the, don't let your kids miss an education because they're not on point. It is our duty as parents to make sure that we're on top of making sure our kids are learning and being educated. Um, but as always, you can get at us on Better Than You Pod on IG. We want all the praise. We want all the smoke. Until next week, peace. Fuck the police. That's how I treat them. My way out of jail, but we can't buy freedom. <laughs>